Thank you for joining us wherever you are. This podcast episode is brought to you by the Old Ways Actual Play Team. This actual play uses the 7th edition Call of Cthulhu tabletop role-playing game rules by Chaosium. This actual play is performed by adults and in an adult setting. While we try very hard to stick to language for all ages, listeners should know that this podcast may include mature themes. All content, including names, places, events, companies, and etc., which may bear resemblance to entities living or dead, is strictly coincidental. My name is Michael Diamond, and for tonight's game, I will be your keeper. Previously, on the Old Ways Podcast. Can I help you, ma'am? Lillian Lane. I was wondering what, what you could tell me on Mr. Jackson Elias' murder. If it wasn't for Jackson Elias, I wouldn't be here. Several of the people in attendance here, if it wasn't for Jackson Elias, we wouldn't be here. And he saved my life. I will never be able to repay that debt to him. And I only hope that whoever did this to him is found and punished. Carlton and the rest of you kind of collect near the bottom of the hill. And he says, I need you to come by the office because I'm legally obligated to read his will. You'll need to be there. All of you. All right. And we're back for another episode of the Old Ways Podcast. I am with you again as Keeper, Keeper Michael. And we will go around and introduce our wonderful cast. So to my right. Uh, Lonnie playing Lawrence Edward Oliver Forsyth. And to his right. I'm Morgan. I play Lillian Lane, and she has a butler, and you probably don't. Nice. That is, wow. that is factually accurate. If nothing else, you brought a. That um, hurts. <laughs> you brought an air of um, factual, factual accuracy, which we here at the podcast kind of sort of appreciate uh, occasionally, right? <laughs> Facts are. Sure. She gets to bring in factual, actual stuff, and I sit here and, you know, just be, like, racist and sexist. That's that's a personal choice. (laughs) Uh, At the end of the table. This is Jake. I'm playing private investigator Jack Doyle, and I am busy private investigating. (laughs) Sure. Wait, what? Yeah. (laughs) I'm not investigating privates. Like in the military. Right. Right. I'm uh, James. I uh, will be playing Dr. Sigmund Tattenbach, and as he is the group physician, he probably was investigating privates. <laughs> <laughs> too true, too true. Uh, and then last but most certainly not least. Tiffany playing Maeve O'Shea. Um, she's here. Good. <laughs> End it right there. Um, okay. So when last we left our investigating crew, uh, several of you were at the Hotel Gerard, having just come back from the funeral of Jackson Elias. Uh, where you talked to a few people and kind of uh, got a chance to give condolences round. Uh, and then our erstwhile Lillian Lane is at her upscale New York apartment, and she's been informed that uh, she needs to be at Carlton Ramsey's office Monday morning, the 19th, to make sure she's there for the will reading, which might be a little bit of a surprise. So... I'm going to leave the open of this to you. So my question is, you have the 18th. It is a Sunday. If you would like to use it for certain investigatorial activities, you are welcome to do so. If the group collectively decides, listen, it's Sunday, many things will be closed. 
Many people will be going to church. It's going to be difficult to get out and make those connections or do any sort of snooping. Then I'm happy to redline the entirety of a Sunday and wake you up. Well, no, we, we really, have, no. I, I have a meeting. I have a meeting on ten o'clock on Sunday. Oh, right. So you Ms. do. Lane. With Miss Lane. So um, I wanted to go to Juju House, which I'm guessing they don't go to church, as I wouldn't. They go to their church. It's not denominational. Well, what Something is like Juju that. House? Is it a club? Is it a? Uh... You haven't really. He has. You've really been filled in, have you, right. Mister Doyle? You don't know what Juju House is. You might, in the interim, then explain mm-hmm. to him what it is. Mm-hmm. I believe it was a. I believe the Juju House was actually kind of an imports. It was more like an import store. It was like or, a yeah. cult in a cult. <laughs> yeah, like um, a... with the Kenyan connection, which we also got from because Jackson Elias went to yeah. Kenya and yeah. So we and explained maybe. that it's a it's a uh, basically a a, 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 a <laughs> pure one of the damned. Yes. <laughs> actually, yeah. So it, pro- it probably closed on Sunday. Probably just because probably you know, in the 20s, most yeah. places like that would be closed. Yeah, nobody else is going to want to shop there on the Sunday. Yeah, is, right. I would say it is likely, although knowing the intrepid Miss O'Shea, I doubt she will take that. I mean, we as... could break in. <laughs> I mean, uh, you haven't mm. been there yet. You could break in. <laughs> Do we know anyone who picks locks? We'll be right behind you, Jack. Promise. <laughs> okay, saying. So then I'm going to lift the curtain then on. 10 o'clock at uh, a meeting at a, did you guys decide where was it uh, that you were meeting? Where, where, repeat for the listeners where you're meeting. At the diner across from Hotel, Hotel Gerard. Excellent. Okay. So the Hotel Gerard's in a nice area of New York. It's a place you've been, Miss Lane. Uh, the diner is a, li- a little, a little uh, low rent for you maybe, but, uh, but at 10 o'clock on a Sunday, the nice part about the diner is that there's a limited crowd available. Limited crowd, because many people are in church. Right. So you swing uh, swing the door open to the diner and kind of, I guess, uh, arrive. The question is, is, of the two of you, which one of you arrives before 10 o'clock and how early? Well, I try to get there a little bit before 10. So. Okay. Can I arrive at 5 after? Fair enough. Uh, Jack, you're sitting at the back of the booth having a smoke. Uh, they've poured you a cup of coffee already. You're staring at the traffic as it passes out in front of the diner across the street from the hotel. And a very attractive Lillian Lane walks through the door. Stand up. I go to the back. Yeah. Jack is there uh, at next to a table, and you take a seat. You guys are in a, in a booth. And so you're a bit protected then from some of the other folks near. There's probably a handful of people in the diner at this point. Mr. Doyle. Miss Lane. Thank you for meeting with me. Of course. So, Jackson's death. Yes. Not really all that standard in your way of murders. No, but apparently what I've been able to glean is that uh, this isn't the first time a murder such as this has happened in the city. Would I have known that? Uh, You would not have known that. That is news to you. Really? Yes. um, A year or two ago, there was a series of murders that generally fit the same M.O. Eight. 
Yep, eight of them. With the same markings? Yes. They currently have somebody in custody. Really? Yes, that they believe that they believe is responsible for it. But uh, either this individual is not responsible for it or there is more than one individual, which I have reason to believe there is at least a handful of people. So what have you gleaned from the markings on his body? Um, It's part of a cult. Do you know which one? The Cult of the Bloody Tongue. Hmm. Yeah, I met Jackson when he was originally writing about the African and Asian death cults um, back in the 1920, 21. I'm assuming this is one of the cults he investigated originally. So the question is whether or not uh, this is retribution for that investigation or something else entirely? Well, they said his body was butchered. So to me, it takes somebody angry to do something like that. Yes, but it looks like it, it could have just been ritualistic. It's true. So you have the same information that I do. Um, I spoke with Lieutenant Poole. Yeah. Yesterday, Friday, Friday. Um, prior to the funeral, prior to the funeral, um, and he gave me that same information as well. So it seems that it matches up, which is good. Mm. Do you have anybody else investigating Jackson's death? Yeah, we have a small group of us. They're looking into different <clears throat> clues and information. Do you happen to know what he was investigating recently? I would love to know that, but Jackson was very secretive about what he worked on prior to publishing. Uh, forgive me, I'm not from the uh, city, but I, I've heard that you, um, you're you from the Upper Crust, as it were? Apparently. Would you know an Erica Carlisle? Uh, maybe not direct one-to-one personally. But you are very familiar with Erica Carlisle and familiar with the Carlisle family. They are also very well off. Erica Carlisle has probably within the past few years taken over the the running of the Carlisle fortune and the Carlisle businesses. They are into import and export and to munitions and to all sorts of other parts of the business. Uh, you would also have known just because probably because you've been at the same parties. Uh, she lost a brother a few years ago. His name was Roger. Roger was a philanthropist, playboy, who, you know, schmoozed around in the New York club scene. You would have probably run into Roger on more than one occasion. Did her brother die in the same manner as Jackson? No, no. Actually, her brother did die. Uh, He was on an expedition that went eventually to Kenya. And uh, you actually remember reading this in the paper that uh, his body was found just basically shredded by uh, some crazed wild tribesmen, they said. He actually hung, killed several people, were reportedly were at, uh, at fault for it. But yeah, you would, you would at least know of Erica. You probably have met Erica Carlisle a couple of times, but this is over the past you know, four or five years. 
I know the Carlisle family. We socialize in the same circles as it may. Well, we do know that Jackson was looking into the Carlisle expedition. My brother was killed on that expedition. Yes. Did you see that? Yes. In Kenya. I remember reading about that in the paper. The body was unrecognizable. Yeah. I was just... I was wondering if maybe it has something to do with his investigation into that expedition. There's several coincidences. African uh, death cult, Kenyan expedition. Body shredded. Yeah, I just... But no markings on the body were reported in the paper, which doesn't mean anything. Right. I mean, it happened in Kenya, so who knows what actually condition the body was in. <clears throat> I could ring Miss Carlisle. I know she's uh, reticent to speak about it. I can be pretty persuasive when I want to be. <clears throat> kind of comes with the territory. Mm-hmm. So I could put in a call to her. Not today, because it's Sunday. And it's the Lord's Day. Right. Somewhere. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, so, uh, the line cook eventually comes around the you know, from behind the counter and stops over the table and says, uh, can I get you folks anything besides coffee? Would you like anything? Um, no thank you. Coffee is fine. Absolutely. Right away, ma'am. He comes back a few moments later with a cup of coffee, refills your coffee, and then, um, leaves you be. So tomorrow, um, I have an appointment at 8 a.m., but after that, I'd be happy to call on Miss Carlisle. Yeah. And see what I can glean. That'd be great. Um, I will leave the number for our hotel. Perfect. Thank you. Yes. Um, I'll share anything we find with you. I would really appreciate that. And obviously, it goes both ways. I definitely share information. Oh, great. I uh, appreciate that. So... I'll get up and leave a okay. couple of dollars. And sure. The man behind the counter nods to you and then wishes you both a good day. Okay. So after your meeting with uh, Miss Lane, Mr. Doyle, you're heading back to the hotel? Yes. Miss Lane, where are you going? Back to my apartment. Back to your apartment. Very good. Uh, you get back to the hotel room. Your uh, assembled investigators there are just kind of finishing up with breakfast and whatnot. Okay, well, I didn't find out much information, but uh, Miss Lane is willing to speak to Erica Carlisle. Maybe she can get some information about the Carlisle expedition out of her. Thunderbar. I saved you a bagel and some of this delicious cream cheese. Oh, well, thank you. What's a bagel? It's like a donut, but plain. Hmm. <laughs> um, so, if I have this... Stumbling Tiger. Yeah, the matchbook. The mm, matchbook for the Stumbling Tiger. Shanghai Fun and Friends on 10 Lantern Street. Aside from the Juju House. That will probably be open. This will most likely be open. Yeah. Anyone fancy 
A trip to the Stumbling Tiger? Certainly. Let's go to the Stumbling Tiger. Um, and then we can try the Juju House afterwards. Where is it at? Okay. Ten Lantern Street. And where? Chinatown. Chinatown. Are you sure that's Chinatown? Well, or are you sure it's no, not just from... Shanghai? No idea. <laughs> you do some um, cursory looking. Uh, let me ask you something, uh, Mr. Forsyth. I'll get you on Google. <laughs> no, there's no Google. <laughs> Would you have gotten Alexa? a map by now of New York? Um, Google. Probably. Is that something you might have done? Yes. I'm going to give you this. Enjoy. Oh, thank you. Ooh, shiny. So, after some cursory searches of Mr. Forsyth's map, he ascertains that um, that matchbook, that's not from around these parts. No. That is quite definitely from overseas. Yes. Evidently, Jackson went to uh, Shanghai. And you remember that Miss Lane said that she met Jackson in Asia. overseas. Yes. Now, whether that was the same trip or not, who knows? Uh, because his uh, author history does show that he... Went there a couple of times. So my question is this. is uh, What are y'all doing with the balance of the day? Going well, to the Juju yeah. house. Okay. Michelle and I are going to the Juju house. Just the two of you? Okay. Unless anybody else wants to go. I'm not telling you you can't go. That is totally uh, and wholly up to y'all. I do not want to go. I have a question. I was waiting to hear uh, back from no. the lawyer about... The lady whose brother's in prison? Uh, yes. So, yes. Uh, that is a call you would have gotten this morning. Okay. So, to fill you in on the information you would have had then would be uh, Miss Schosenberg has the ability, if you and the rest of the investigators want, that Miss Adams is willing to meet you uh, after church and she can go over whatever details about her husband. Her husband's case. So if Jack and Maeve are going to the Juju house, doctor, maybe you could uh, accompany me? Absolutely. Okay. She'd be more than happy, Mr. Forsyth. Okay. So we'll start with Jack and Maeve. You take a cab down to uh, Harlem. And you get dropped off or drive by at the very least. The uh, one one ransom court, you take a look at the outside of the place. It definitely looks closed. Um, but it looks like a, a place that deals with art and possibly antiquities. Uh, just for the most part, uh, this the buildings around here, they're pretty well packed together. This looks like a pretty clustered place as far as Harlem is considered. Uh, apartments, brownstones, stuff like that. They're all built right on top of each other. Uh, for the most part, anyway. You're welcome to get out and look around, though. Yeah, might as well. Came all the way down here. Might as well look around. Okay. okay. So the question is, is then what are you looking for? Um, what kind of building is it? Uh, it's a smaller building uh, stuck in between... A couple of other, maybe a warehouse building on the right-hand side. And then it looks like there are a couple of uh, tenement buildings here as well. So you have those to pick from as well in the area. 
Let's see if I can get a, like a look around the building a little bit. Okay. Anything stand out to me? Why don't you go ahead and make me a spot hidden roll? I'm letting him take the lead on this. <laughs> do I notice anything in the windows? Like what kind of stuff do they have in the windows? Yeah, you know, they've got uh, decorative wooden pieces, stuff like that. That would be a hard spot hidden? Mm. With a hard spot hidden roll, uh, you notice that a couple buildings down, there's a tenement that would make a pretty good... If you needed to case this place for any long-term period of time, there's a perfect building a couple buildings down. You can watch anything that goes in and out of here. Okay. I'll have to keep that in mind because it may come in handy. Does it look like the warehouse building is attached? Like it might house stuff for... It's hard to say. The problem with this district is all of the buildings are built basically sandwiched right against each other. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to really say what building is a single property alone or part of a series of properties. Uh, There's also a pawn shop nearby as well. All right, I don't know if we get anything else out of here without... I'd rather not break in if we don't have to. Yeah, we can always come back Monday um, after our other meeting. Yeah. Just getting down to this place, it's basically like a walk down about a 20-foot alley. That's what leads to the place. So it's off street, about a 20-foot walk down this little alleyway, and then it opens up into this small what used to be a business center. And then a bunch of buildings have shut down. Right, we can we can head back. Okay. Doctor, you and Mr. Forsyth go to a... You go to a Harlem. Uh, Miss Schosenberg says, I told you via the phone uh, that the... that Millie Adams is willing to talk to you. And so you arrive uh, probably around... Two o'clock or so in the afternoon to meet her and Miss Schosenberg. It doesn't take you more than two seconds to see Miss Schosenberg. Rebecca's blonde hair is waving in the wind outside as she walks in. As you see that she's uh, walking with middle-aged African-American woman. Can can you spell her name again? Schosenberg? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that's S H O. S-E-N-B-U-R-G. Schosenberg. Umlauts over the O? Uh, no. Really? Nope. Would you like some? <laughs> Get you some umlauts. This place is called the uh, the Beautiful House. Uh, it's also called the Lafayette Theater. That's where the, she's meeting you at. It's on 132nd Street and 7th Avenue. She waits for you inside the foyer. I... Go inside and uh, take her hand, ma'am. Sir? Ma'am? Sir? Doug? She looks at Rebecca and nods to Rebecca, and then Rebecca uh, walks out. Come with me, gentlemen. She walks you past the theater's cloakrooms, past the, you know, the finery, past the ticket counters, and you walk into just a a series you pass you walk past a series of um, stalls um, you see various cleaners and other members of the staff that are uh, that are there they're cleaning up the theater as you guys are walking in it's a Sunday but yes. it still has to be cleaned um, each one of them smile in turn at 
Millie as she walks past. Right. Uh, you see the house lights are all the way up. Uh, and then she shows you to the center of one of these stalls. Any, any, is it a particular stall? or? Is it it's just a center one. It's just a center one. There are multiple right. stalls. And so she sends you to a center one. Okay. So, what can I help you with? Well, our friend, uh, Jackson Elias, uh, if you've read in the paper, passed away the other day. Was was murdered. And Miss Schulzenberg told me that uh, your that your husband had been incarcerated for something of this nature. But obviously if he's incarcerated he couldn't have done this. Yeah. Yeah, Hilton's up at Sing Sing right now. And you are? My name is Dr. Sigmund Tassenbach. We are helping, we're hoping through our investigations not only to find who killed our friend, but to help perhaps liberate your husband. If we can prove conclusively, conclusively, that it was not him, and find the person who did do this horrible thing, then they have no choice but to release your husband. Well... You gotta understand, uh, it's been real hard these months. I can imagine. I, let me be very blunt if you don't mind, gentlemen. You see, when you have a, when, when your husband's on waiting his turn at the chair, things get real black and white. I don't, I don't care why you want to help. It's immaterial. It does not matter to me why you want to help. If you pledge to me that you will help, I will do anything I can to make sure that Hilton is out and a free man. Kind of quivers a little bit there at the end. Do I have your word? Absolutely. We will do everything in our power. We promise. Several years ago, my husband became concerned when some locals started turning up missing. He turned to a, a group of people They all hung out in the same saloon together. But they all had the same thing in common. Are you familiar with the Harlem Hillfighters? No, ma'am. I'm from Chicago. I am not. Hmm. Well, the Harlem Hillfighters were... It's a a nickname. Don't let it get you wrong. They did service in World War I. Um, Ah, a military unit. Well, rather special one, you understand... um, I actually probably have heard of them. Yeah, you probably have. Uh, so for your character's knowledge, um, they were a group of all African-American soldiers Yeah. Uh, that were distinguished in, in World War I uh, in, for valor by the French government 
and the French government gave them the nickname the Harlem Hellfighters because they're some of the most heroic soldiers France ever saw. And I would know about it because not well. I mean, it, would, it probably would have been, been in. It would have been kind of a local legend in in the military. Yeah. I mean, even though you know they were just you know anything that reflects glory on the army. Yeah, absolutely. Reflect, it's, yeah. Un- it's unfortunate, but it's true. Yeah. Well, he gathered a group of local hellfighters together, and they started poking around and asking questions and investigating. Then they started patrolling along just just really to protect the members of the community. And then to, to find out try to find out who was doing it. Did your husband say anything about what they had found? Well, one thing, the first thing they found was that the police at District 14 had no interest in taking them seriously. Let the problem sort itself out. Well, you gotta understand. Uh, I, I I hear your your uh, voice is. You're not from America, probably. I am not. I am from Bavaria, Germany. Uh, all right. So maybe you were on the other side. <laughs> they uh. They don't take. They don't take what they say real seriously. You understand me? I do understand. Yeah. So we raised all sorts of hell about this. And the police in the 14th precinct, they couldn't be bothered. If there's one thing I cannot stand. They claimed it was gang violence. Gang violence. Also out of character. Mm-hmm. Um, who's the captain of 14th? Captain Robeson. Robeson. I think he's coming up. Hilton just they kept trying to find a focus trying to figure out where all this stuff was and the police started giving them the eye if you know what I mean I mean (laughs) here's a bunch of Harlem Hellfires back from the war and suddenly they're patrolling the streets of Harlem and they're giving the cops a bad name which certainly caused problems for certain people in higher functions well word was some of these fellows got pressed on a bit by their own employers telling them to stop the patrols but Hilton was sure that there was some kind of cult operating in Harlem but the cops wouldn't believe it and then he gets arrested in September back in 24 he was standing over the body of this man and somebody claimed to have seen Hilton throw some throw one of some bloody knife away and that was it that was all the cops needed they locked him up right there and it it sure as hell must have been Robeson that frog marched him down because as soon as I knew it he was on his way to Sing Sing and they were screaming about the electric chair a quick end to a dirty deal it seems that way did your husband say anything about what they had found? Or did he leave any notes? Did he... One night, I remember this must have been back in May of 24, he said something about this place. He mentioned... Uh, 
I overheard him mention the name of this place, Juju House. Mm. Have you heard of it? I have. What do you know about it? It's an import shop. They um, bring in artifacts from Africa. The obtainers of rare antiquities. Well, I did a little research on the place. Somebody named Silas runs it, I guess. I wasn't supposed to, but I took a look at the place for a little while. I watched people come and go, but... I mean, I... I mean, I saw regular business, right? Crates going in and out, people going in and out. It wasn't really that that sprung my mind. What was it? It was police detectives going in. Now, I'm not saying all the police are corrupt in the 14th. But what I am saying is there are a few bad apples. You understand me? We do. And we have come to the similar conclusion. Hmm. I describe Poole to her and say, did she ever see him go in? You describe him in a rough detail. Mm-hmm. And she... She probably knows him by name. But she I, she perks up after your explanation, a bit of your uh, exposition, and says, uh, Lieutenant Poole. Yes. Yeah? No, I never saw him there. He seems as interested to find the actual killer as we are. Detective Poole. I would hope so. Doctor, give me a psychology roll. Yeah. And... Yeah, we'll just leave it there. Oh, uh, yeah, that's a two. Holy moly. Yep, under my horror, or my extreme of 13. During your discussion here with Millie Adams, she's told you quite a bit. But not everything. Nope. Miss Adams. In order for us to help your husband, we have to know everything you know. I assure you, we will use it to the best of our abilities. But full disclosure is what we need. That's a charm or persuade roll. I can... Your choice. I would say... I'm gonna go with charm. Your choice. I'm gonna go with charm because I actually have something in it. (laughs) Yes, 30 under 35. Okay. She folds her hands on the table. I... I'm afraid. I'm afraid that... They're gonna... I'm afraid they're gonna get away with it. I'm afraid that... All this is going to be wide out in the open and nobody's, nobody cares. And they're going to get away with it. And Hilton's going to die. And then they're going to come after me. Madam, we will do everything in our power to make sure that that does not happen. We've already lost one good person to this. We do not wish to lose anyone else. Well, if you're willing... You might be able to get a little bit more information from Hilton. I, uh, I can 
get you in to see him if you want. I would like that very much. All right, well, I appreciate your time, gentlemen. And we appreciate yours mm. immensely. Thank you so much. You ought to stop at Teddy's Saloon. Uh, Douglas Fellows is there. Art Mills, Jackie Wallace. Most of Hilton's men that he the went around. Are the Hellfighters. Yeah, they're all there. Teddy's Saloon? Mm, yep. We will. Perhaps we will buy them around. <laughs> Indeed. And thank you immensely for your help. Teddy's isn't open today, is it? <laughs> Not on Sunday. City. I, uh, before I, I just take her hand and I make sure that, you know, eye contact, make sure that she really knows that we're serious about, you know, press sure. home the sincerity that we are going to help out. Sure. She seems to get a bit of an emotional lift from, from that. Um, the Millie Adams looks like the person who's been psychologically beaten down for months. You don't say. Yeah. <laughs> um, but undergirding all that is a strength. She has still has resolve. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely been tested. Alright. So, Miss um, Lane, how are you filling your day, your Sunday? I am... Probably going to have dinner with my parents because it's Sunday. That makes good sense. Yep. So my driver would take me out to their mansion. Yeah. No, the the estate. The estate. The estate, as it were. <laughs> uh, they probably have multiple places. Obviously, they have the home office, quote unquote, in Philadelphia, which is where the big mansion is. But they have their, you know, their uh, estate here in uh, in New York. Okay. You. Have dinner with your parents. Uh, it's relatively not run-of-the-mill, but it is... You go through a lot of the same motions that you were used to. Uh, your mother and father are both in good health. Um, they ask you what your plans are. If you plan on um, you know, being a spinster for the rest of your life at 26 and unmarried. I just hide my eye roll. Mm. <laughs> Your mother comments that your hair is a little shorter than she remembers seeing it the last time. It's the style now. Hmm. She has she has uh, tra- very traditionally long hair, uh, which is what uh, your father appreciates about her. Her uh, adherence to tradition. Uh, he actually during the uh, meal at the end of the meal he puts the Sunday he puts the Saturday paper. The Saturday late run of the paper on the table. I see you were at a funeral. I was. You remember Mr. Jackson Elias, don't you? Hmm. You know, that author fellow that you met in Asia? Yes. Hmm. I read the uh, paper a few days ago that he'd been murdered. Terrible thing. Just terrible. Your mother... Your mother has a fainting spell. She doesn't actually faint, but she does the oh swoons. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, clutch your pearls. Oh, yeah. oh, she does clutch pearls, and she she has she has pearls. So I mean, she can clutch them. 
Your father looks a little... Gives you a stern look. Now, Lillian, I... I don't... Think it's a good idea to go... Out in public like these these funerals. I understand he was your friend, but... Let's be honest, he's... Not exactly someone the Lane family would have been seen with. I think that's why those reporters, the muckrakers that they are, scraping at your door trying to get a quote. I didn't know the Lane family couldn't surround themselves with highly educated and brilliant minds. As the patriarch of the family, it's really my decision what the Lane family does. Remind you of that every time you decide to draw a stipend from our accounts. Hmm. Are any of my brothers there? Uh, no, actually, it's just you and your parents, unfortunately. No, I Yale just, and Harvard have called. Just nodding my head and guess father. <laughs> but do give any of his family our condolences, obviously. It's a terrible tragedy to be the murder of the Chelsea. You would know from reading the paper... The Chelsea Hotel is where he was murdered at. I mean, you don't frequent the Chelsea Hotel, do you? Oh, never, Father. Good, mm. hope not. Your mother comments something about raving bohemians and wild parties and just, again, another clutch of pearls. So after the Juju house, Jack, Maeve... Where are you guys going? I want to the apartment, he I guess. Wants to go to. All right. No, we're going back there. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Lead the way, Jack. Lock picking akimbo. Um, okay. You guys wind your way back. I got the lock picks out. They're out. I have to pick something. <laughs> right. You wind your way back now. to the, the hotel. Why don't you both give me a spot hidden roll? Hidden. Yep. Uh, that oh, is a that's just a regular. So that is an extreme. Mm, okay. So, uh, Jack, for the first time in a long time, you don't notice anything out of the blue. Hell no. Uh, you, however, notice a car outside the Hotel Gerard. Uh, it is marked with the New York Police Department logo. No. And there are two men sitting inside of it. I'm going to, like... Like, are we? So are we're walking in? No, well, you're you've pulled up to oh. where the um, you know where people let you out at the hotel, Gerard, and it's just a bit ahead of you, like it's parked ahead of you. Um, I'm gonna like get out, like you know, nothing's going on, and be like, Jack, there's police car. Okay. She points it out to you, and you finally see it. Oh, well, we can't avoid them all the time. I'm just letting you know. Okay. You both get out and head into the hotel. Mm-hmm. As like as we walk in, I glance in that direction. Yeah, you're getting rubbernecked. All right. You see two fellows inside the car. The guy in the passenger seat is definitely looking at you. All right, head up to the upstairs room. I'll tip my hat. Nice. Okay. You head up to the room. 
Doctor and Mr. Forsyth, you guys return shortly thereafter. Yeah. And you are again adjoined in the room together. Uh, your arrival is about 15 minutes apart. Do we see the cops? Or do you, you don't. To... You don't, actually. Oh, we don't. Okay. I would have given you a roll, but they're okay. not. They're no longer there. We have returned. Uh, find anything interesting? We didn't. No. Not a thing. <laughs> actually, talk to the uh, wife of the man in Sing Sing for, for uh, these murders that happened before. She was doing some investigating of the Juju house. No. Oh. It keeps coming back to that. Yes. Also, she's going to try to pull some strings and get us in to meet Mr. Hilton, her husband. Well, Actually speak with him. What'd she find out about the Juju house? She didn't really say. She didn't find out what it was, but she did say that the people who were going into there were of ill repute, we say. Uh, uh, well, she also saw a lot of police going in and out of there. There were a lot of police officers going in and out. She saw quite a few detectives, is what she said. Mm-hmm. And then she also mentioned that she saw people moving crates in and out of that place well, as yeah, well. Well, yeah, but, I mean, that's import house. Import house, it yes, better. to be expected. Yeah. Right. To be expected. After uh, a few moments or so, you get uh, a knock on the door. Mm. That'd probably be the police. Yeah. Room <laughs> I go over and answer the door. I love that the doctor always answers the door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you see a tall man, uh, broad-shouldered, um, bit of a bit of a superhero chin, kind of square, a little dimple in the. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Got that Kirk uh, Douglas butt chin going on. <laughs> <laughs> no offense to Kurt Douglas. Somebody hit R.I.P. Yeah, R.I.P. Uh, we yeah. miss you. Pour, pour one out for. Yeah. Uh, you see the Spartacus face oh, right. come in. Um, yeah, and he you know, kind of just casually gives you a wide smile and says, uh, Good evening. Guten Tag. I'm looking for uh, Jack Doyle. One moment. Close the door. <laughs> Worry out the you? window. <laughs> running. Jack is literally hanging out the window right now. He's in cat door mode. Cat door mode. I gesture towards the door. Me? Mm. Yeah, okay. I go answer the door. Mr. Doyle. Mr. Vanderson? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Mr. Anderson. That was a pause. I had to. Robeson. Captain Robeson. Do you have a moment? Of course I have a moment for the police. Oh, this guy. Mike, can we pause it for just a second? Yes, Mr. Doyle. I was hoping we could speak. Of course. Would you like to speak in private? We can speak right here. All right. I'm going to need your license. My license? Yeah, your PI's license? Certainly. Uh, It's come to my attention that you've been doing some investigative work here for families in New York City, and I just want to make sure that you're up to date. 
You are up to date, of course, right? Of course I'm up to date. Good, because there's a hefty fine if you're not. You're like looking through your pockets trying to find it. Oh, fuck, here's my license. <laughs> did you ever give me my license? I did. Mine's in the box. Apparently I did, because it's yeah. not in my box as it should be. Well. Keep better hold the things in your box. I put everything in the box. What's in the box? Oh, yeah, there it is. Yeah. Good work. (laughs) So after a good 20 to 30 seconds of searching, you finally find your PI's license. He takes it, looks at it. So is that what brings you to Harlem? No, I had actually come uh, at the request of a dear friend. Oh, who's that? Jackson Elias. Do people who request you to come to New York always end up dead? Butchered in their hotel rooms? No, this would be a first. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, um, especially since this matches the M.O. of a series of murders that happened, and you currently have a suspect in Sing Sing, do you not? We do? Yes. So isn't that interesting? Copycat killings happen all the time. I'm sure mm. you're well aware of that, especially coming from Chicago. Where right, right. Uh, I'm sure there wasn't a lot of the details published. People talk. You know that. Yeah. I mean, it's not possible that uh, the current suspect you have in prison now was railroaded for any reason. Not in the slightest. Of course not. You know that. You I'm, do know that Mr. Adams was found with the knife that killed the person he was standing over, right? Was he? He was. Uh huh. You're aware of that, right? Now, I, I, I'm sure that if you've gotten this far with Mr. Adams, I'm sure you've already heard his wife's sob story. The fact of the matter is, is Hilton Adams, while a, a probably a wonderful man at one point, he lost it after the war. You wouldn't know anything about that, right? No, I mean, I'm sure you don't know anything about that. I was a little busy. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sure. You are all, most of you are all hearing this exchange inside the the hotel room. I certainly know that if somebody went back and checked on one of my operations and found it to be subpar, it would certainly cause problems. Yeah, stay stay out of this, doctor. (laughs) Listen, I'm from Chicago, so I know how it works. You know how what works? How the police department works. I did work for them at one time. Did you? Yeah. Boy, I'm awful shocked you're not working for them anymore. Well, you know, I thought I'd go legit. (laughs) Yeah, Chicago can be like that. Yeah, I'm sure New York is so much better. (laughs) Maybe you'll find out. We'll be seeing you, Mr. Doyle. It's a nice suit you have there. I should hope so. Yeah. Kind of um, hoity-toity for a captain, wouldn't you say? Captain comes with a better paycheck than a PI, that's for sure. Eh, does it? Yep. Money coming from all over the place. 
Oh, yeah. I'm sure you get several paychecks. <laughs> Why don't I take you downtown? Is that a threat? Not at all. It's something I can absolutely, absolutely make happen. I'm sure you could. I mean, I can hold you for 24 hours with barely a thin piece of paper. Mm-hmm. It'll be the first time I've been taking downtown. Then you'll be used to it. Well, if that'll be all. For now, we'll be seeing you. Yeah. Captain Robeson and the couple of guys that he brought with him are walk back towards the elevator. Gentlemen. These look like um, real, real chatty talkative gentlemen. Mm-hmm. They're, uh, you know, standing side by side. They're probably a good five to six feet wide. Uh, their knuckles drag slightly on the ground as they walk back towards the elevator. Right. You guys are wearing out the carpet with your knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> nice men. Very, very nice men. Yeah, I think we'll call it there for tonight. Uh, as we pick up our next session, we have a reading of a will, which should prove very interesting. I don't know how to read. Well, that's okay. <laughs> Luckily, it'll be done for you. Uh, good night, everybody. Have a great one, and we'll catch you next week.